Greetings. My name is Jeff Long. Welcome back to the Death, Taxes, and Sports Podcast. We're excited to bring you another episode here this evening. I'm here with my esteemed co-hosts, Gary Johnson and Ben Holloway. We're excited to finally, yes, finally, have one of our best supporters on, uh, another sports podcaster. Hopefully I don't butcher his last name. Uh, the legend himself, Joe Lashman. How y'all doing? Hopefully I did not uh, butcher it, buddy. No, no, that, that that was spot on. That was spot on. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I just want to say real quick, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I rock with you guys all the way. You guys know what the hell you're talking about. So, I mean, when it comes to something like sports, I mean, I'm always tuned in. So, Awesome, awesome. Gary Johnson himself, how you doing there, boss? Ben Holloway. Not too bad. Enjoying this lovely rain here in the Northeast. How's everybody else doing? Ben, how are you? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Love me some fantasy football, so I'm excited for these episodes, so it's going to be fun. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. At least you guys get right here. We're almost in uh, pretty much a super drought in Phoenix, but anyway, I digress. So, speaking of fantasy football, as we did in the last episode where we talked about the AFC North and as well as AFC South, we're going to continue with uh, kind of doing the same thing here. We're going to talk about the uh, AFC North and as well as the NFC North with some exciting plots and twists on all these different teams. So what we kind of just want to do here is just kind of go around round Robin here, I guess, a little bit. Ben, is that good with you, buddy? Yeah. Did you want to just quickly, I mean, it, it, it might be obvious, but we can quickly start with who we got winning the division before we head to the fantasy. Sounds good. Sounds good. And let's start with you, Ben. Who you got one in the AFC North, actually? I really tried to not pick the Bengals for about five minutes. I tried to come up with excuses and reasons why not, and I couldn't do it. So I'm sticking with the Bengals. Okay. Uh, what about you? What about you, uh, Mr. Lashman? Uh, I'm right there with Mr. Ben. Um, honestly, as as the season goes on, I think it'll be a toss-up between the Bengals and the Ravens. Um they're those two teams they're both kind of their own worst enemies um but i mean we all know joey b zach taylor i mean he's on the you know he's up and coming so you know if they kind of just stay out of their ways i i I say bingles but like i said toss up between them or the ravens so yeah that's gonna be that one's gonna be a good one man it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting hopefully the hometown team the ravens can uh kind of finish off strong but we'll see injuries what about you gary um, I'm leaning towards Baltimore only because as much as I love the Bengals, and I really do, and I was so happy that they crashed the party last season and got all the way to the Super Bowl and damn near won it. I, I really believe that Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove. It's, you know, just to show everybody, like, no, he's an elite quarterback. That that team is good. It's just that they were snake-bitten last season. I really do think that this will be a back-and-forth race, but I think Baltimore – I think both teams make the playoffs easily, but I think Baltimore ends up being the winners of the uh, AFC North. Yeah, this one's probably going to be one of the more interesting races along with the AFC West, and so it's going to be interesting to see how both of these divisions play out. But I think for me, I'm going to pick the Ravens. I think the Ravens could have won the division last year if they didn't have all those injuries. I thought they were – Still very competitive in certain aspects, despite all the injuries. And so if they can all stay healthy, I think the Ravens uh, will go. So let's kind of turn to fantasy football. So each of you will name one player who will exceed expectations and then one player who will fall short of them uh, for each of the teams, starting with the AFC, uh, starting with the AFC North. Uh, Gary, what do you think? What are your what are your thoughts on these Steelers? What are, what are two names that kind of come to mind for both of those categories? Well, First, we'll talk about who I think will come up short. Um, we spoke last week about how there's going to be a drop-off on a number of these running backs. I think Najee Harris, unfortunately, will fall into that category. Not by much, but I think, you know, you, you look at um, you look at Pittsburgh, you look at that team, and I, as much as I feel like they're going to feed the ball to him with, with, with a rookie quarterback on the roster, I, I just – I think that – he'll be the one to just kind of fall short there. Now, on the flip side of that, I look at their roster. I think, hell, I mean, Kenny Pickett kind of makes the most sense of somebody that will will, will benefit, but of somebody that's going to make the immediate impact, I think regardless of whoever's throwing the ball, I think Deontay Johnson has the, has the potential to um, you know, be the breakout run, um, receiver for the Bengals and for the um, – 
Steelers and really do big things for them if they're going to be successful this season. But I, you know, I yield that to the floor. What say you guys? Yeah, what you thinking, boss? Uh, I'm going Steelers wise. It's, it's kind of a toss up um, for either or. Honestly, um, I, I feel I feel like Kenny Pickett has a high ceiling. Um, kind of like going off your guys's point with uh, Harris in the backfield, and you know he's he's got he's got a couple of solid receivers. Now on the flip side, um, if they roll out Mitch uh, Mitch Trubisky, and you know he kind of he kind of shits the bed. I mean, I feel like season wise and career wise, it's it's not going to pan out, you know, all that well for Trubisky. But like I said, it's it's up in the air. Um, I don't I don't even I don't even know if they know who they're going to start. So it's it's definitely interesting. Get the floor, Ben. Yeah, so I'm right there with Gary on uh, fall short. Uh, Najee Harris, as of you know an hour ago on Fantasy Pros, ADP is number seven, uh, right behind him. The the next three, I think I'd rather uh, over him uh, is Delvin Cook, uh, Jamar Chase, and Devonte Adams. I think that you'd be better off one of those three than than Harris. I do think Harris is going to have a great season, but. Part, you know, I don't think he finishes, you know, as the seventh best fantasy player, which is what that says he will be. Um, you know, he got a lot of dump offs from Big Ben, and it's true that Trubisky and, and possibly, you know, Pickett, he'll, he'll still get, he's still going to get his catches. I just don't see the volume um, that he got last year. Volume was the biggest thing for him. And by the way, their offensive line is still pretty trash, so that's not really good for a running back. Um, as far as exceed expectations I actually went a little out of the box with uh their tight end Pat Fryermuth. uh he's the 12th tight end being drafted at the moment um I think he actually is going to finish in the top 10 uh Trubisky you know he loved his tight ends in Chicago passed to them a lot uh, Miller and then uh I can't think of the other guy's name um and then for the most part usually rookies love their tight ends as well it's their safety net so I think Fryermuth uh, breaks into the top 10 as far as uh, fantasy tight ends. And right now he's 12. So he was my exceed for them. Yeah, you know, that offensive line is definitely going to be a big, big, big X factor for Najee Harris. I like Najee Harris a lot. If he lands to me, so maybe eight or nine, maybe I would draft him. But I definitely wouldn't draft him in the first five rounds. But just I think and, – and Joe, let me just ask you real quick, man. Like what do you just think of just like the overall – like landscape of just like the running back position going into fantasy football. Um, you, you just talking about the, like the whole league in general. Yeah, just in general. I mean, I just feel like running backs. We don't got to get into specifics into other players because obviously we have other episodes. But I mean, I'm just curious, just like what your thoughts on even all of you guys. Like the running back position is very it's just, it's very interesting because they got it's just interesting. I, I'm just kind of just wondering what y'all's takes are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting to say the least. Um, I obviously, you know, we, we see a lot of them go high and then, you know, you got your McCaffrey's who, you know, don't pan out. You got your Saquon's that don't pan out. Um, but the, the position itself when it comes to fantasy is very interesting because I know last year I had, uh, I had Tony Pollard and he was, he was the kick returner for the Cowboys and he fielded it, took it all the way to the crib and, I was I was gifted those points, so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to like have someone like him like in your your running back like slot, and then him be out there returning kicks, getting points, and like you're like oh shit, like I get those points too. So um, it's ver- versatile, I guess. I guess would be the word. Um, you just got to kind of pick and choose. Uh, I, I don't I don't draft them all that high because you you just you never know. I mean, you got like I said, McCaffrey, Saquon, you got plenty of talent out there, but. It's to me, it's a high risk, high reward type ordeal. Ben, what you got? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I agree for the most part with Joe. Um, it, it's interesting the top ten ish or so uh, running backs. There's the really young guys like Harris, for example, and then still young guys, but established a little bit. Like Swift is still a young guy as well, but established would be like Chubb and Kamara. Aaron Jones, like those guys are all in the, in the top 20. They're young. And then you got the new blood. So it's it, running backs. It's really hard, uh, you know, fantasy wise to once you get out of that, like top three, top five, 
anywhere between, you know, whoever finishes like RB6 through RB10 is almost never the way it's drafted. So it's a little bit of a, a, a crapshoot. Gary, what, what do you got, buddy? I mean, you really on him what I would have said there. Um, really, like, it, it's a, you know, yes, you you have the established guys. You have the guys that you kind of know will, will put up similar numbers. But the damn thing about running backs is there's, you know, their cliff is a lot closer than most players. And it's just, it's harder to, you know, go with all faith. Like, you know, you look at a Derrick Henry, for example. Now, most people, the, the common belief would be like, okay, you, you, you run with Derrick Henry. Hell, I did. It got me, got me my third championship. But, like, I also realized physically you saw what happened at the end of the season. He got hurt. That, you know, that affected that, – that completely altered their trajectory as far as being a contender in the AFC. And I don't see – like, I think that could be, like, the beginning of the end. I'm not saying he's going to completely fall off, but there's a part of me that looks at that and goes, see, this is why you got to be very careful. So, yeah, it's a a fine art to try to find a young enough running back, but a solid enough player that you know, like, just gets you through the season. You can't go – you shouldn't go – I'm I'm of the belief that you shouldn't pick the same running back twice in back-to-back years, so – you know, this year I'm looking at who I'm going to pick, and it's going to be something different. But that's just something you got to be very careful of. Yeah, yeah, and I know that we still have other teams, but I mean, I just don't think that this year that there is a consensus like top six that you can definitely definitively say that okay, if I have the you know the fourth overall pick, hmm, who am I going to take at running back? A lot of these running backs are running back by committee. I'm like, do I really want to expend my the, that type of a uh, a premium pick on a running back that might either a get injured or B may not necessarily have the touches or the, the, the workload to be able to warrant such a high draft pick. But, but as we're kind of continue on, Joe kind of want to bring you back here, man, what are you thinking about the Browns as far as same thing player you think is going to exceed expectations and one you think isn't. Well, when it comes to the Browns, uh, we all know the situation. I'm not, I'm not going to speak on that, but um, some, someone that, I could see falling, and and I I could be mistaken. If I'm wrong, let me know. Um, but I I put down Jacoby Brissett. If you know, obviously we don't have Deshaun suiting up, and then you know hitting the field come week one. Um, it's it, it may not pan out for him, and it just sucks because you know for him in that position, like uh, he's gonna get a lot of the heat. Um, now they did they did add Amari Cooper. That's that's kind of like exceeding. Um, whether it's Jacoby or Deshaun or whoever it is, um, we've seen what Amari Cooper does. I know Ben's a big Dallas fan, but, uh, yeah, um, Amari's up there. And then I, like I said, I hate to say it, but Jacoby Brissett, um, like I said, as you know, everything pans out. Ben, what you got, man? So for the Browns, uh, I'll start with the short. I'll go with Amari. Um, there's a couple of reasons. A, we don't know who the quarterback is, as, as Joe alluded to. Um, NFL is taking their sweet time. Anyways, um, new quarterback, new system, new team, run-heavy system. They got Chubb and Kareem Hunt and a great O-line. So it, it's just – it doesn't set up well for him. I know that they don't have – really many other receivers considering they lost both uh, Landry and Odell, but or traded away Odell. But anyways, um, I just, it, there's too much uncertainty. Uh, he's, he's being drafted kind of around, I think where he might go, but um, he's being drafted like as the 23rd receiver as of right now. Um, so sounds about right, but I think that he could do a little bit worse than that. All depends on the QB. And then on the exceed side, I got uh, Chubb. And the reason is what I alluded to, the O-line is still probably the best in the league. And uh, he's being drafted as the 10th running back as of right now. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Kamara are going 8-9. I would rather Chubb over both of those two. So I think based on him being barely drafted in the top 10 of running backs, uh, he's my exceed. Gary, go ahead, buddy. What you got? Um. So I'll answer 
who will fall short by simply saying that um, under no circumstances am I drafting a wide receiver from Cleveland this season. I think the inconsistency of, like, you don't know who you're going to get. You could get somebody that hasn't played in over a year, or you could have somebody, um, Jacoby Brissett. Like, you you know, it's like, should you want to be shot or stabbed? You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those, like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Watson will play better. I don't. I, I just have a. I have a sinking feeling that he will. He will um, fall short expectations. But yeah, I wouldn't draft a single wide receiver um, from Cleveland. So that's why I feel like we'll fall short expectations. But as far as we'll exceed, I think you're absolutely right, Ben. Nick Chubb. I think either running back, really Chubb or Hunt, I think will will benefit greatly this season uh, from that offensive line. I think, yeah, you know, they'll be the two that'll uh, exceed expectations. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, and 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 just kind of, man, what are your what are your thoughts on on, on the Ravens too? Like, I mean, let's just kind of keep this thing going. We talk about those, you know, those Browns, but but Gary, what what are you thinking as far as the two players for you know one that's going to stand out and as well as one that's not for the Ravens? Uh, it's real simple for the one that's going to stand out, it's Lamar Jackson. You think somebody an MVP uh, would couldn't possibly improve, but I think that he has a lot to prove, and he will. Uh, I think he'll show out and show off this upcoming season. I think he's going to get another MVP. I, 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 I'm. That's my bold take. I think he's going to end up winning MVP this season. Um, I think he will be the one that exceeds expectations. As far as who will fall short, I'm, I'm leaning towards Gus Edwards. I don't have a good reason why. I'm just like, it's almost like take your pick. I'm, I'm I'm going Gus Edwards, but um, Ben, what say you? Yeah, so I'm actually really glad you said Lamar on the exceed side because I got him there too. Um, he's being drafted still near the top. He's being drafted right now as the fourth quarterback. Um, my your prediction is definitely more bold than mine on Lamar winning MVP. My boldish prediction was him finishing in the top two in fantasy for quarterbacks. So I got him as the exceed. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and then falling short, uh, I I like him in fantasy. I like him as a player, and he seems like a good dude. But uh, Andrews, Mark Andrews, the tight end, right now being drafted number 23 overall. And three names that are being drafted below on average on Fantasy Pros that I'd all rather have above Andrews is Evans, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Brown. Uh, so I, I think that Andrews is, is – I don't think he's going to be a, like the second tight end, which is what he's being drafted as. Uh, so he's my fall short. Yeah, and Joe, just real, go just, ahead. Let me just just real quick, Joe. Like Mark Andrews is only good for touchdowns. If he's not getting touchdowns, he's not he's not relevant in my opinion. What do you think, Joe? No, no, that's a that's a very valid point. He's a uh, he he's premier in in my eyes at least when it comes to tight end and you know your your red zone situations. Um, I, I feel like him and Lamar on and off the field, they have a hell of a connection. Um, obviously, you know, we've seen what Lamar can do, you know, inside and outside the pocket on, on his feet. And I'm, and I'm not just zeroing in on like just him running the ball, but I mean, obviously his mobility, it just, it, it plays a factor like in the red zone, which, which I know sounds kind of crazy. Cause like you, you have less, you know, you have less field to deal with. Not like, Joe. He, he extends plays more than any other quarterback in the league. That's, that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. 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 And, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's more fun to watch in the red zone. And then, like I said, that connection between him and uh him and Mark Andrews, I mean, in, in the red zone, it, I'd, I'd put it top five, you know, at, at least coming off last year. Um, but yeah, de- definitely a fun duo to watch. Because uh, I, I know Mark Andrews. He was, I, I don't know statistically if he was up there with like Kittle and Kelsey. But I mean, he's he's a dog. He's a dog for sure. So you know, it, the, the 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 Ravens are going to be interesting. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Uh, I actually put a tweet out uh, real quick: Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson, Joe. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I I love Vic, love what he did. Um, but I 
I think I think Lamar throws a prettier ball. I mean, we we both seen you know what they can do. You know, taking off down the field. Uh, we I, I feel like we all grew up in the same kind of era. You know, Mike Vick was the cheat code. You know, Madden growing up, but a, a prettier ball and 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 not by much. I'd, I'd have to say Lamar. All right, Gary. I mean, Mike Vick changed the game. Like just like he he she just he was he was different and. I'm just thinking, like, I'm going Lamar just because with Michael Vick, there was too much, like, what if, like, the, you know, what could have been with him obviously being incarcerated for, you know, during during part of his prime. And, yes, he still showed to be a, an effective quarterback later in his latter stages, but, like, just – I imagine what Atlanta could have had had he been played, you know, played there instead of been being locked up. So, for that reason and that reason only, I'm leaning towards Lamar Jackson. Okay, Ben, I must say, Vic, it, it's close. It's really, really close. Um, I think that you know their legs are pretty much uh, identical as far as you know greatness and being athletic and extending plays and maybe it's the old school in me but I just remember Vic uh, Joe you're not going to like this but winning in the playoffs at Lambeau running over 100 yards in that game and I remember that famous play I think it was at Minnesota where he I think it was in overtime or it was just before he just ran like a 30 yard and there's a famous like clip of two Vikings players basically like running into each other at like the 10 yard line um so I'd say Vic. Okay. Yeah. You know, and speaking of which, I think Vic had the better swag. And speaking of which, Ben, what do you think on the Bengals? Because the thing about my boy Joe Burrow, that man has got some swag on him. What do you think for the for the, for the the Bengals? Talk to me. For two players, both categories that previously were mentioned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Burrow definitely has a lot of swag. Uh, he's not mentioned in my two players, but, yeah, he's got a lot of swag. Uh, as far as uh, short, uh, T. Higgins. Uh, I just think I don't have a ton besides I just think he's going too high right now. He's basically being drafted in the third round of 10 team leagues. He's being drafted number 31 overall. So first round of the first pick of the fourth round. I like him. He was on one of my teams last year. I like he's a good guy. I don't know. It just seems a little too high top 30 and that's wide receiver 12 is right now. It just seems a little bit too high. I know their offense is great. I know that Burrow is amazing, but I don't know. He's my fall short and exceed. I got uh, Joe Mixon, and the reason is uh, he's got – right now he's being drafted as the seventh running back. I think he's going to finish in the top five in fantasy, and the running backs right above him are Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, and Dalvin Cook. I think there's a good chance he over – does better than two of those, which would put him in the top five. So he's my exceed. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting. All interesting stuff. Joe, you got any other thoughts, buddy? Uh, before I forget, I just wanted to say, uh, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But uh, Vic, Vic walked so Lamar could run. I, I will. I will say that. <laughs> okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, so I think that we have the Bengals covered unless I missed anybody or is my mind or, or, or did I completely lose it like an old man? Or did everybody- yeah, you like, lost it. Only I went. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I figured. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, did everybody go? I'm an old man. Listen, I've been working all day. Cut me some slack. I cut me some slack, guys. Uh, <laughs> Joe, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> uh, ex- exceeding. Um. If if you ask me, I don't I don't think we're gonna witness Jamar Chase's ceiling anytime soon. Um, that's just that's just who he is. That, that's the kind of player I I believe he will be. Um, obviously, now with the connection to Joe Burrow, um, the one that could fall short. And I you know I hate sticking around the quarterbacks, but it would it would I'd have to say Joe Burrow. Um, like like Ben was saying, uh, Mixon, hell of a back. Um, if they, if they beef up that line anymore, you know, obviously that's going to help. Um, he's already developed chemistry at the ass, which we we've seen thus far. I mean, this early in his career. Um, so the, the ball is in his court. 
um, because he he can't throw it to Demar every single time. But I mean, if if and when he does, I mean, there's there's definitely potential for plays to be made. Um, so exceeding Jamar Chase, like I said, he's he's not going to be he's not hitting the brakes anytime soon. And the one that could fall short, like I said, Joe Joe Burrow, he's my boy. I've seen him play in person, but yeah, like I said, balls in his court. So, Joe, I just got to give you. Let me. I'm sorry. Let me ask you a follow up because you said about Chase, and I, I love him too. But do you think that he finishes like top five overall, not at the position, just overall? Because he's being drafted as the third receiver right now, behind uh, Cup and Jefferson. Are you gonna? Do you think he's gonna be wide receiver one at the end of the year? Oh, uh, that's this, this early for his career. It's, it's a steep statement. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I kind of put but, you on the spot. Cause you said over exceed him. Like dude's yeah. going mad early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, sitting here, I, I don't want to tear anybody down. Um, but n- number, I don't know. It, d- definitely top 10, just, just for my, just for a safe, my safety valve. I'll, I'll say somewhere in the top 10, um, it's, it's just gonna, it's all gonna boil down to offensive line if Burrow has time and if, you know, just depending on what plays they call. So de- definitely, definitely top 10. You know, and just real quick, Gary, I think with Jamar Chase, I think he is, it, it, this happens all the time with players who have big years, right? Like Cooper Cup, um, and, and we're gonna talk about him, I'm sure, uh, in the next coming, coming episodes. But these guys have these great years and then we draft them based on last year's production. They still have great years the next year, but it, it, it's hard to sustain for like a Cooper Cup or for like a Jamar Chase to be able to have those type of numbers year in and year out. Like there's going to be some type of regression of some sorts. And so that's, that's, that's a tough thing about fantasy football. You know, at least for me, I try to draft based on what I think they're going to do and not what they've done in the past. But again, that's the fun thing about fantasy football. But Gary, go ahead. No, you, nailed, you hit the nail on the head there, Jeff. Absolutely. Um, as far as just, who I think will fall short. I think T Higgins, I, you know, he, he's going to fall short, but only because he really is kind of the third or three after, after Chase and after Tyler Boyd, Boyd, who I think, um, will, well, I think Boyd will exceed expectations. I also think that Joe Mixon will, will, will be better going to this next season, but I mean, you look at Cincinnati, you got to also worry about the fact that, you know, you worry about that Super Bowl hangover. You worry about, you know, them falling, taking taking a step back. Hence why I said that I, that I felt like Baltimore, while them and Cincinnati will both make the playoffs, I think Baltimore is going to be the one that wins AFC North. But, yes, like I said, Mixon, Boyd, I think will both exceed expectations. And I'm going to say T. Higgins just because, like I said, he's kind of the – Kind of the odd man out in that offense. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. I think attrition is going to also play another big factor, and I definitely think with that extra, um, with that extra game, Ben. Real quick question for you: Does the additional playoff game, the additional regular season game, adding a seventeenth one, does that make a difference for you when it comes to your fantasy drafting strategy? Yes or no? Curious. Short answer: No. There we go. All right. Love it. So as we're kind of continuing on here, talking about the uh, NFC North here, talking about Dub Bears, uh, Gary, let me throw it to you, man. What are you thinking? Same thing. Someone that's going to do good, someone who's going to not do good. But the Bears are very underwhelming, and Allen Robinson's gone, buddy. So uh, this offense is going to look very, very, very different. Like, do we really have to talk about them? <laughs> like – Fine, fine. Um, I mean, they are an NFL team, so yes, we are going to spend yes, a little bit of time. Yes. A little bit of time. Better than the Jaguars. I'd rather talk about the Bears than the Jaguars. I'd rather talk about neither from thinking about the other 28 teams, but okay. Um, I guess somebody that's going to exceed expectations, um, I'm going David Montgomery by default. I feel like he he's kind of there. Best offensive weapon at this point. Um, to that effect, I think who's going to fall off will be Justin Fields. I think, you know, you can have he can he's as talented as, uh, as a quarterback as there can be, but that offensive line sucks, and they haven't fixed it, and they're not going to fix it. It's 
it's like staring at the Giants, but just even even sadder almost. So there, I, I I've mentioned two people. Can Joe, please somebody, anybody, just I don't want to talk about Chicago anymore. I'm done. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, but not not to ride your coattail. Uh, if they if they give him the reins, I mean, you know, going going off your point, he's he's electric. He's I believe he has potential, and that's coming from a Packers fan. That's uh, Justin Fields. Um, you know, up and coming. Now, uh, the addition of Nikhil Harry from New England, he, if he continues, if if the same story plays out, because, you know, he, he kind of got moved from New, Eng- New England because of, like, lack of uh, productivity and which which don't, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not putting it all on him. I mean, before Mac Jones got there, New England was somewhat of a dumpster fire, even with Cam Newton. You know, great, great dude. Love him off the field, whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Nikhil Harry, um, he he could be rejuvenated. But if the Bears do what the Bears do, then, I mean, it's it's not going to be a good look for him. Um, like I said, it, it just uh, depends on the schemes and how, how much they put into Justin Fields' hands. So Justin Fields on the up, and then Nikhil Harry, you know, he could p- potentially shit the bed once again. So. Yeah, I know that was painful for you to talk about them. It's being that your your Packers. That 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 may be the most I've ever spoke on the Bears. If we're being honest, they they just suck. It has nothing to do about him being a Packers fan. They suck, and I'm a Giants fan, and they suck. (laughs) All right, so uh, I'll make it quick, gentlemen, since we all want to move on from the Bears. Uh, Exceed Mooney, uh, wide receiver, twenty five right now. Uh, Marquise Brown, Amari Cooper, and uh, Cortland Sutton are being drafted ahead of him. Uh, I'd rather Mooney over those three. And falls short, Montgomery being drafted number 33 overall right now. Uh, A couple reasons, injuries, new offense, no Allen Robinson means more attention on Montgomery. And from someone who's had Montgomery in the past, he does amazing and great matchups in fantasy. And then we'll have games of 18 carries for 20 yards. So, yeah, Montgomery is basically a beast in good matchups, and otherwise he's gets you less than 10 fantasy points. Yep, so that's that's great stuff. But actually, we'll move on from those Bears. But uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Lions, a team that I'm actually very, very, very interested in seeing kind of going into year two of this uh, new coach. Uh, I think that this is a team that's going to be – very surprisingly competitive, not in the sense of them being able to be a contender to win the division or make the playoffs, but I just definitely think that coach has something special um, with that team. But Ben, I want to give you the floor, man. What you thinking? So I got uh, a name that probably a lot of people have forgot about by now, but he was really good two years ago in fantasy and in real life. DJ Chark. I didn't even know he was on the Lions until doing some research, um, but he is, and he's being drafted as the 62nd wide receiver in fantasy right now. With his talent, he's a top 40 receiver in fantasy easily, and he's being drafted outside the top 60. So he was my exceed, and then falling short would be their running back, Swift. I love him, but he's been drafted as RB8, and Kamara and Chubb are RB9, RB10. Uh, I'd rather both Kamara and Chubb. So just by by that alone, Swift is my fall short. TJ Chark is my exceed. Gary, you want to jump in, buddy? Sure. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown. Not only is it an awesome name to say, it's also, I think, he's going to be a breakout star. I think him and Jared Goff have something special there. No. Do I think Detroit's going to be any good this season? Absolutely not, but they're going to be fun to watch. And I think that connection there, along with DJ, DJ Chark, is going, to be, uh, is going to be something special. Now, I say all that, and I also realize that it's Jared Goff, and for that reason, it, it, it's Jared Goff that I have as my fall short of expectations because, I mean, at the end of the day, if Jared Goff was any good, he'd be a Super Bowl champion right now. Just saying. But Joe, what say you? Um, I hate to steal your flow, but if Jared Goff was any good, he would not be in Detroit. Um, I'm just gonna put it that way. That's uh that's my that's my one who uh I can see shit in the bed. Um, with all due respect. I mean, off the field, he might, you know, he might be a great guy, who knows? But he's 
he's not it. Um, they moved off of him for a reason. And um, unfortunately, he ended up in Detroit. So, I mean, you can only do with, you know, you can only work with what you got. Uh, now going, going uh, like you said, Gary, uh, St. Brown, that's my boy out of USC. Love him. Um, he, he could exceed, he could, but it, it, it all ties into golf. I mean, it's, are, are they going to keep him upright? Is he going to make the right throws? Are they going to make the right calls? Um, you know, obviously a, a hometown kid like St. Brown, you root for him. You want to see him, you, you want to see him win, but I, I think, I think it's all, it's all going to start with Jared Goff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff. <clears throat> I think the Lions should get a, I think the Lions should get a Super Bowl ring. Um, for trading Matthew Stafford to the to the uh, <laughs> to the Rams, I, I think they should get a some type of consolation prize or something. Uh, that man wasted all. No, his- that w- that would take away from them and the Browns being the most two most loyal fan bases of a team that have never won anything. So no, they don't get a ring until they get it right. <laughs> but I just want to kind of audible because I really just want to kind of get to these Packers here. I know that we're going to do Vikings, but Joe, I'm going to give you the floor, man. Let's talk about your Packers because I know you've probably been chopping at the bit. This is your team. You got the floor, boss. What are we thinking? How are we feeling? Um, uh, just, just to go off Ben's thought real quick before I forget, um, NFC Northwise, I actually salute the Lions fan base because, uh, you know, the Vikings fans, they love to talk mad crap. Uh, same with the Bears. Um, that's why, you know, you had Aaron Rodgers step out and say that I still own you, you know, because you're just running your mouth and, like, look up at the scoreboard. Lions, Lions are just happy to be here. You know, Lions fans are just like, hey, we got a game to go to Sunday. Okay, cool. Um, anyways, with that being said, um, let's obviously, obviously with the departure of, you know, one, one of the greatest, you know, at least Green Bay receivers, uh, I think Christian Watson, rookie at a North Dakota State, he's going to, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying Watson's going to be our wide receiver one, but. Joe, I think there is a chance he is in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantasy wise, it's it's just it's such a toss up, and that's why everyone's like, oh, well, you know, why why don't you feel this way about your you know your your wide receiver uh cor- you know your corp or whatever? And it's like I do like at, like all all of our skill players, I believe there there's just so much potential. Um, you know, we we saw what Watson did. Um, we got Randall Cobb. Uh, I think they had a Mar- they had a Mari Rogers at like a seventy eight on Madden. So I mean, just keep keep that same energy, man. I mean, he he's got speed. Obviously, Watson's got speed. Uh, Cobb can catch it underneath. Tunyon's coming back. So um, exceeding, I'd have to say Watson. And going going off the departure, my my one to kind of you know shit the bed. I I hate to say it, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we we got two studs in the backfield. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers could make everybody on our team look good. And with that being said, they, that's what I'm saying. As long as we're not dropping balls, you know, we're, we're not making stupid play calls. You know, we're not running the field goal, field goal unit out there. You know, when we need a touchdown, like this, this team could do it all for themselves. But if, you know, if we make mistakes, you know, drop passes and, and just, you know, stuff like that, then, who who who's gonna take the blame? Who's gonna get the heat for it? Aaron Rodgers. So I just think the one thing I just think that he just just real quick, man. I, I'm just curious. How did you feel about them about Aaron Rodgers wasting all that damn time to make up his mind for Devontae Adams to leave? Like just as a Packers fan, how are how are you feeling about that? He's he he can he can be a diva, and I mean I've I've rocked with this team before. Before he was our starter, so I mean, I, I've seen the goods, I've I've seen the bads, I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs. Um, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, and then you you sprinkle that on top of the off the off season in general. Like, or you know, me me as a fan, I'm not surprised. You know, they're like, oh, you know, he's stirring up all this drama, da da da. And it's like we're all doing that. You know, whether whether it's a you know your your platform for your podcast or your Twitter, we're all we're all stirring something up. So it it I, I wasn't surprised. Um, now, now, you know, with Devonte, I, I was shocked, obviously heartbroken, um, wish nothing but the best for him. But if I had to stick my out, there, stick my neck out there real quick, he's, he's not going to do at, at least this upcoming year. He's not going to do what he was doing in green Bay. And that's, that's not even a shot at Derek Carr. That's just, just, no, overall. That, that's just that chemistry between Rogers and Adams was insane. 
That's what yes, that it, is. That's yes, what that it, is. It was a. It, it's a gift and a curse because you you can go back if you go back and watch film of that NFC Championship game. There was numerous times where he's just trying to force and force and force and force the Dude, ball. Dude, the last play of your season last year, he had uh, the he had Lazard wide open at the fifty, and he forced it to Adams. Exactly. So, so when it when it's there and there's plays to be made, yeah, we're gonna root, we're gonna clap, we're gonna celebrate. But I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the entire TV screen. Like, did you really need to go there? Did you really need to like try and put that ball in there? You know, so. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, but Gary, man, talk to me, man. What you thinking about these bang? Uh, not these. I'm getting ready to say these damn Bengals, man. Packers, <laughs> Packers. Uh, with the Packers, I'm gonna say just gut feeling with you know Rogers needing to figure out who is going to be his new safety net. I've always believed that he'll he'll tap into the uh, Tom Brady playbook and go to his tight end. So I believe that Tunyon will be. Um, will be something that exceeds expectations. I just think, just strictly off of the volume, that I think he's going to see. I think he's going to see a significant uptick. I mean, I know he has Lazard, and you know he has the running backs and all that, but I th- I think that he'll see a a huge uh, a huge uptick coming into the season. Uh, falling off, I'm only going to say Randall Cobb just because what the hell is he still doing here? Like he's Randall Cobb's got to be fifty. Right. Anybody can anybody can anybody validate that for me? I mean he his hamstrings are fifty. <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> you you got a chuckle out of me, buddy. I, I love him to death, but yeah, you're you're definitely not wrong. He's he's been he's been around and he, even even bringing him back, I mean, was that the best move for the team and was that the best move for him? I I don't I don't think so. I think I drafted him on my first fantasy football team like nine years ago. Like that that to me, like I, I've, I've, I have two children that I've had since. I'm like, no, I, I've watched this man's career start to finish, and I'm just, I mean, God bless him for still playing, but I, I don't see him having much of an impact. So I do see that being anybody who drafts him. I mean, you're drafting him out of respect. So I'm not drafting him, but Ben, why, right, buddy? So I got uh, on my false short. I got uh, Tanyan. The reason I say that is it was hard to find a false short for me and the Packers, but. He's being drafted as the 18th tight end, which is probably reasonable. But uh, the next three, I, I'd rather slightly. Uh, I mean, it's Najoku from Cleveland, Gerald Everett, and Ingram are at the 19 through 21. I would just prefer those three slightly over Tanyan, um, given the health and the serious injury. As far as exceed, uh, Joe, uh, this may surprise you, but A.J. Dillon is my exceed. And the reason is... There are four running backs that are being drafted ahead of him that I feel have no business being drafted ahead of him. So right now he's RB25. The 21 through 24 is Brees Hall, who's a, you know, there's a lot of excitement around him, but he's a rookie, the Jets. Uh, Travis Etienne, who we know from college and had a lot of success at Clemson with Lawrence, but has never touched the ball in the NFL. J.K. Dobbins who's not even really the Ravens' number one, and Eli Mitchell. Those are four guys being drafted ahead of A.J. Dillon, and I have no idea why. No clue. A.J. Dillon, without Aaron Jones, I think you could make a claim to be a top 15 running back if he's the Yes, yes. That's why it doesn't make any sense, especially the top two on that list that I said have never touched the ball in the NFL. Yeah. Like, bro, I don't get it. AJ Dillon is gonna get touchdowns because he's there. He's not necessarily their goal line guy, but he's definitely gonna get the rock inside the five because he's bigger than Jones. So, Dillon at RB twenty five was just insane to me, especially under those four names. He's gonna get a larger workload. He's gonna get a larger workload. Like, and and I don't see him. I don't see him taking over Aaron Jones per se, but he's definitely gonna have a bigger role. But Another team here, Vikings. Very, very interested. Gary, what are you thinking, man? So I'm thinking as far as somebody that's going to exceed expectations, I think that, you know, they they have a diamond in the rough with their with the running back Madison. I, I really do believe that. I think, you know, with Dalvin Cook's uh, injury or whatever, 
he stepped up and showed that he can be, you know, in in, in that in that dynamic duo like with, with him. And I think that he'll benefit a lot from from as you know some some extra seasoning and another year under his belt. Um, as far as falling short, I'm gonna say Adam Thielen only because. I think Justin Jefferson's going to further separate himself as an elite wide receiver. And while I do think that Thielen will be a solid decoy, for lack of a better term, I just think that the volume will go more to Jefferson than Thielen. But, um, uh, Ben, what say you? Yeah, so on the Vikings, I actually have Dalvin Cook as my exceed. Um, he, he's right now going as RB6. And I'm just going to – I know that there's injury histories, but – I think that there's a good chance he's one of the top three running backs. So being drafted RB6, saying he's top three, that's my exceed. And fall short is actually the name you already mentioned, Justin Jefferson. Not because I don't like him. The dude is phenomenal. He's he's an amazing talent. I thought it was really cool when him and uh, CeeDee Lamb went up against each other in that uh, Sunday night game last year, both drafted in the same class. And no, I'm not going to say Lamb's better because it's pretty obvious he's not. But they're both really good receivers, so that was fun for me. But um, he's wide receiver two right now behind Cup, and in talent, uh, it's probably that's probably a fair case. But it's really really hard to repeat a top five fantasy performance at any position. Really, I just can't really see him finishing as the second wide receiver in fantasy. I, I love the dude; he's fun to watch. He's amazing, but. I think that I'd rather have Chase, Adams, or Diggs, which are being drafted wide receiver three through five right now, over Jefferson. On talent alone, Jefferson number two, yeah, I think so. But, uh, yeah, I kind of rambled a lot there. But, anyways, uh, Jefferson is my fall short. Joe, what do you think, buddy? Okay, so I love him. I love him back since his Florida State days. Um, someone I loved, I loved to watch even, you know, whether I was a Packers fan or not, uh, Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook, there's always potential for him to blow the roof off, you know, wherever he's playing. Um, he, he's the type of guy and, and you, you may not agree with me, but he's the type of guy. He doesn't, he doesn't even really need a good O-line. I mean, he's a workhorse. He's going to dig, he's going to keep his feet chopping. Um, he's, he's the type of player he's, he's my, uh, you know, he, he's my, my up and comer. He's the type of player to make someone like Kirk Cousins look so good. My, you know, my my fall short guy is Kirk Cousins. I I've I've never and th- this isn't me. This isn't even me being a salty Packers fan. I've just never seen it. I've never seen e- even back at Washington. Like, is he, can he throw the ball? Yeah. I mean, can he can he make plays sometimes? But all, all that money, all that money ever? No, never ever ever. So da- Dalvin Cook, like I said, uh, against us, against anybody in the league, like I said, he could blow the roof off the place. Um, the one that I truly believe will fall short is Kirk Cousins. Um, cause going off what you said, Justin Jefferson, uh, the tight end Dalvin cook, I have never seen a player. He he's up there with Jimmy G when it comes to being carried. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about, you, I'm, I'm telling you like the running back situation this year, I am not really overvaluing really. I'm not putting too much value in the running back situation just because it's so volatile, but you know, Kirk Cousins has he has a smart agent, or I don't know, man. That man was been able to make bank off of being mediocre, signing those contracts. He's hit like he, I don't know, <laughs> but he's just so underwhelming. He's not terrible, but he's just meh. You know, right? Like he's just he's just there. Exactly. Is is he an NFL quarterback? Yes, but is he worth any? Any of the, the the big outstanding contracts he's got? No. The the man, the if I'm not mistaken, the man's got like what an 0 and eight record on Monday night football? Yeah, Joe, it's something like, crazy like I think like two and eighteen in primetime games or something nuts like that. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's a key word, prime time. Your your team, whether it's my team, your team, whoever's team, is they're 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 handpicked by people to play in those primetime games. So, you know, Sunday night games, even Thursday night games, Monday night games, you know, where people are home, they're off work, you know, it's like, oh man, you know, I get to tune in and watch football. And then it's like, oh, it's Kirk Cousins. So yep. exactly. Exactly. But we could talk Kirk Cousins all day. Um, this has been 
definitely been a uh thanks joe glad to have you on i know we've been trying to get you on for a while man so uh you want to you want to tell some people about your podcast here buddy um i will real quick um first off i want to thank you guys like i said you guys just continue to um you continue to keep pushing and putting out quality stuff no no matter what the uh, what the topic is um i've told ben before you guys don't even need a podcast you need your own fucking show um, that's just the way you guys carry yourselves, the way you guys talk. You guys are so well-spoken. Um, yada, yada. Before, before, I, before I start tearing up, um, Sports and Shit Podcast, uh, you can find me Spotify. Uh, I've been slacking with the footage, but you can find me on YouTube, Apple, uh, Stitcher's out there. Google's got their own podcast platform. Um, I will say this Friday, I'm not going to spill too many beans, but I, I should have a, a pretty dope guest coming on Friday. Um, and I'm just going to say that he's not even in the States with us right now. So just be on the lookout for that sports and shit, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, etc. Uh, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We didn't, and we love bringing people on, man. I mean, it's all live. The thing is, it's the community on the Twitter world. Um, it really is amazing. I didn't think that you could meet so many great people through, I mean, there's, I knew there's great people on Twitter like yourself and, but it just, I don't know. It's just Crazy how technology is, man, how you're able to connect with people. I mean, you got two people in Massachusetts and New York, me in Phoenix and you in Arkansas, right? But we all are all here sharing our passion for sports. But we want to thank our fans uh, joining us on this journey. Uh, everyone have a safe and productive evening. Until next time, thank you. Give us a TV deal. <laughs>